report. My goodness, lots is happening in real estate at the moment. It's big. It's is it ever it's quiet? Big. I feel like of, it's never it's quiet. It's never awkward, quiet. It's a bit of an awkward topic tonight. Like I feel. Yeah. This is a hard, it is guys it and is. girls. If you don't know, this is a really hard topic for real estate agents to talk about. Um, I spoke to a client today. Had a coffee with a really good client, Michael, and he was saying. Uh, you know, do you really want to talk about this stuff? And I said, Michael, it's like the new, it's like the weather. We have to report the weather. Yeah. We can't be seen to be saying it is sunny when it is raining because then we no. look like Muppets. No, no, you can't do that. So yeah. I guess it's a topic where we're just talking about actively. Um, I said, we're enablers. We report what the market's doing. We enable what people. So I said, a lot of people just need good communication on what's happening. They certainly do. Um, I've just come out of a really, really hard vendor meeting. And as agents, it's really important that we have these heart-to-heart -heart meetings with vendors when we're in a turning market, um, you know, to make sure that we're reporting exactly what we see is happening um, in the marketplace. We're reporting the news, right? We don't create this stuff, um, but we have to report the news. And any agent that's watching, Guys, make sure you're doing these um, very hard vendor update meetings at the moment. Any stock that maybe we listed, you know, four to six weeks ago, if it didn't sell and it's gotten caught in the turning of the market, you've got to be sitting down and having these heart-to-hearts with uh, with your vendors. Um, you know, it's never great news. I guess it's much like a, a specialist, Mark. If you're going to a specialist and, you know, if they've got awful news that they've got to report, there's no wonderful way of being able to tell that news except to be empathetic and to be factual. But, like, I think it's it's a lot of agents are shy about having the conversation about that the market's levelled out. I think agents are saying that uh, they're sort of trying to ignore it a little bit. Yeah. But I think there's actually really good merits in a market operating like this. Um, some of the great agents that I've spoken to call it a balanced market yep. where it's an easier transaction for a buy and sell to get you into what you need to do. It's more of a comfortable transaction. So um, it's, I, I guess that's important, you know, because it, it was radical last year. Yeah, it's a much more even playing field. And I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of buyers out there, a lot of people out there think agents love a roaring hot market. It's actually a very hard market to transact in because stock levels are very low. So agents are all vying for the same properties, um, chopping commissions and doing all sorts of stuff to get listings. And then vendors' expectations are higher than what the market's even paying in that hot market. So if a property is going to get, you know, two six in a roaring hot market, a vendor may very well want two seven, two eight, three mil because the market's so strong. So that's a really hard market as well. Um, I want to just be very clear about something though, Mark. Yes, please. The market is not bottoming out. The market is not crashing. This is the normal progression of what the real estate market does. All right. It goes in cycles. We're on track. We're on track. And properties that were selling. So let's take, for instance, um, a, you know, lead in price of a house here on the northern beaches now, Mark, is sitting at around that sort of two to two point two million dollars. Maybe one point nine five. But if you rewind twelve months ago, the yep. lead in price for a house was sitting at two two. No, was sitting at one four. Oh, how rewind long? twelve months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, let's start that again, Mark. I don't reckon twelve months ago I was one four. Yeah, we were selling property. Well, I I know I so sold a property in Tor Road D Y. Twelve months ago was Macintosh. 
Yeah, no, I, auction that was that was two million and fifty two one. No, I sold a property in Tor Road um, that sold for one point six, and that was a rock star price. Sorry, Mac, at the, the time, corner of Macintosh and, and um, Arthur, the auction you did that was the beginning of. Oh, that was the beginning of the. Yeah. No, that was the beginning of the really red red hot market. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go back sixteen months 24 ago. Twenty four months ago was the. Okay, <laughs> it might be confusing everyone. So, ba guys, basically, we is, have an argument. No, is the market is the market up from where we were um, twelve to fourteen months ago? Yes, it is. The bottom is not falling out of the market. It's found its new level. Yep. Now, it may very well come off a little bit more, right? It may. That's harsh. Houses, in particular, apartments still seem to be faring quite well, actually. But when's enough enough? I think everyone out there who's watching, guys, you, you, I think the reality is that you don't want a 20 or 30% capital growth market per annum for five years in a row. That is setting us up for huge failure. Yeah. You want the market to level out like it has. You want everyone to breathe a little bit. And if it goes again, great. But if it actually just levels out and continues for a while, great again. But you certainly don't want this huge five years of radical growth because that just sets us up for a big failure. Yeah. And also I think another thing that people forget is, you know, what um, what constitutes the turning of a market as well. So usually it's one factor. At the moment we've got a few moving parts completely out of everybody's control. But we know that we have elections and we know that elections play a part in what happens with the property market. We hear it. Every time there's an election, the buyers walk into the open homes and they go, oh, the election, we're just going to wait and see what happens. We're used to hearing that kind of dialogue around election time, right? Sean, right. Sean says not even close to bottoming out. There you go. Yep, there you go. Now, so There are it, different sections. There are different markets within markets as well. I think that's important. Yes. Um, we're, we're reporting here on the Northern Beaches. Yeah. Agreed. So, you yeah. know, I, I think a lot of people are considerate of like particularly people that are heading up north um i think some of the flood flooded areas i think people are not as in love with regional as they were um six or 12 weeks ago um, brisbane's still going gangbusters brisbane yeah because i, 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 I was so yeah i was chatting with an agent markets. From there. there is absolutely there are different markets and you know, again, just, you know, what else constitutes a market starting to level out like this? Well, those floods, now they were completely unpredictable. Who the hell could have seen those coming? But nobody, you know, you and so that is going to affect, but that's going to affect the market as well. Yeah. All right. And yeah. that puts people's plans. So anyone that might have been selling up here on the northern beaches and was looking to move to Lismore, right? Poor Lismore. Those plans obviously have all been put on hold. Um, so that certainly has affected the market as well. The talk of interest rate rises. Mark, what do you reckon about that? It's interesting. Most of the, most of the talks we're seeing are within fixed rates and it's almost people are forgetting about variable rates in this economy. So, yes, the Reserve Bank is one thing. Yes, the fixed mm -hmm. rates is another thing. But the bottom line is people, a lot of people, most people are sitting on variable and those guys, their rates haven't really changed much at all. So... It's interesting. I think the net effect of, of, of an interest rate rise um, is they're trying to sort of slow down the market and they're trying to sort of squash sentiment a little bit. Yeah. I think that's actually done. Um, and do we actually need actual variable rates and the actual Reserve Bank to go up first and variable rates to go up second where everyone gets touched up? 
I don't know. I think I think the variable rates has haunted the market enough already. Yeah. Yep, agreed. And believe it or not, that the, the war overseas as well that does play a part. It just any in, any uncertainty in a marketplace will start to slow a market down. So oh, all of those, ba- and the, of course the pandemic. Yep. You know, COVID of course is still around and, and thriving, um, and of course that will have an impact as you know it, whether or not COVID cases are high or they're low that will certainly have an impact as well. How's the commercial market going in comparison to the resi market? Hey, Chris, I hope you're well. Um, Chris is a massive supporter on our socials. Legend. Legend. Yeah. Uh, you want to answer that one, Lise? No, you can. You're Thank the commercial you. guy. <laughs> um, it's not my forte. It's interesting. The The leasings are doing really well. In, uh, in I guess you've got to look at your market. Um, Mark, there's some particular commercial markets where lettings are doing very, very well because people have left the CBD of Sydney. So if the area you're doing commercial leasing in um, has been an area that's benefited from decentralisation, i.e. Manly, DY, Northern Beaches, Mm. CBD of Sydney, people are decentralised to where here commercial letting has done well. Commercial sales was stalled for a couple of years. I think a lot of people have built in equity um, into their residential the last couple of years and they want to spend that equity. And if they can buy an income, which is often they do in commercial, then commercial is doing well. So to answer your question, uh, in short of what I've just said, the commercial leasings are doing well, Chris, um, in our particular areas. But that's, that's how you assess the different areas. Um, and then the sales, sales-wise, they're starting to do very well because investors are wanting to buy an income. And a resi will generate maybe a three percent income or a four percent income, but a commercial will do a, a five or six percent income. So people are chasing that when they buy a commercial. Very good advice. So, guys, what do you do if you're watching this and you are one of those vendors that is waiting for the market to come up again before you get your property on the market? The reality is we do not have a date in our diary when this is going to happen. Um, COVID obviously had a massive influence on the market and the upswing of the market. And so often there's so many factors out of everyone's control that will have a major effect on the property market. The great news is that if you are looking to bring your property to market now and you are looking to also buy in the same market, and that's exactly what you should be doing because waiting for the market to come up also means that your purchase price is also going to be at a roaring hot level. All right, so always make sure when the market's volatile like it is now and we have, here on the Northern Beaches, we've seen this falling market and it's been changing from week to week. Um, sometimes it's hard for us to keep up. The data's not even fast enough, but it's just what we're seeing on the ground with open home numbers, offers that are coming in, buyer feedback and recent comparable sales. Um, That's the kind of data that we are tracking at the moment. Always make sure, guys, that you are transacting in a very, very similar market. So if you're buying in this kind of market, sorry, if you're selling in this kind of market, make sure that you're buying in this kind of market as well. I think people can't forget that when you're assessing what the market's doing is it's not a single, it's not a, 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 a one transaction deal most people are doing a two three or four transaction deal most are doing a true two transaction deal so most are doing the sale they're doing the sale and as soon as they do the sale then then they're moving over to the purchase yeah so i think when people are assessing 
the price and whether they should be selling or not, you've definitely got to be assessing what you what what are you going to do with that money when you move it on. So uh, most people um, are moving into another property, yeah. and most of the times, if they're moving into another property, the adjustment up or down has happened. So if you get terrific money on your sale then you're going to often have to pay terrific money on your purchase. If you get a bit of a rubbish price on your sale, then you're actually going to pay a bit of a rubbish price on your purchase. Yeah. So I'm always asking people, what are you doing with the money after this in terms of analysing it? Is it isn't in their best interest to sell yeah. the property? Because they often ask well, us, should I sell it or not? And it's like, what are you going to do with the money? Absolutely. And, that. and one of the worst things that you can do is sell out in this market and wait you know how many buyers we come across and they're like, oh, I'm going to wait. Oh, the market's dropping and I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to buy because it's going to continue to drop. Um, we yeah. are still seeing some of those buyers that are walking around with $1.4 million that could have bought a house going back, whatever it was, call it 16 months ago. Um, now they're lucky if they're going to get into a really nice two-bed, two-bath apartment. And we're talking about here on the Northern Beaches, guys. I know that um, of Sydney. I know that different areas are performing differently at the moment. Um, as I said, you know, we were talking about earlier, Queensland is still performing quite well. Um, although lots of agents have been reporting that they are definitely starting to see their market slowing down as well. But don't forget there's a bit of a stall effect. So for every market that actually consolidates, if they're going to, if they're moving into a different market, there is a time or a duration it'll take for them to move into the market. Yep. So, I think that I think you will find parts of, of um, Australia that are get that are getting money out of Sydney. I think they will have a bit of a knock-on effect um, as well. So, I think it may be coming for Brisbane. Not only that, but you know, we still hear all of these, you know, rock star prices. Agents, every agent reports record price, record <laughs> street record, block record when the market's phenomenal. But we still do hear those, even in a falling market or a cooling market, we still hear about the property that got the record price still, in this market. Absolutely. Even in the world's Your worst markets, yep. you are still hearing that news oh, being reported. Crackers out there. Right? So don't think that that's indicative of every single property that's on the market. You know, I love um, you know how I love a graph. I love graphs too. Well, that. See if you can get a focus on that. Yep. What's that, Mark? Explain DY, to everyone. Unit, 10 years. DY unit 10 years. What's the numbers it doing? don't lie? What's it doing, Lisey Lou? It's going up, 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 down, up, right up, then, up, up, down. A little bit of yep. a correction. DY. That's our core suburb on the northern beaches. Yeah. Houses similar. But you know, the reality is, Mark, we're not looking back 40 years and not making money on property. But look right? at the growth that these guys have. The numbers have had. You don't can't lie. Be greedy. You can't be greedy. You've got to be happy with the that. The numbers don't lie. Yep. You know what? If I get into an elevator, and I want to go to the top, and I want to go to the top, if I get in at level one or two, and it's a twenty, it's a twenty-floor building. If I get out on level 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, you're doing well. If I, if I went to level twenty, then headed back down to level eighteen, you're still doing well. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day. Um, People got to look at that. That the markets you just saw that in the graph. In the graph, the markets had that wonderful lift. Absolutely, you've still done well. You've smashed it. What are you now going to do with your money? It's a it's a double okay. transaction. Your sale, your purchase. What are you doing now? And yeah. off you go. And look, you know, 
the reality is that if you have been caught in the turning of the market, like my lovely vendors have just had a meeting with them, um, you know, you, we appraised their property back in February. Um, the comparables, uh, everything all stacked up that they were at a certain level. And then, of course, the market started slipping away underneath us. Um, you know, the, the, the facts don't lie. And at the end of the day, our job as real estate agents is to make sure that we're reporting the facts and to make sure that we're negotiating the best price for your property. We cannot control the market. We don't know when the market's going to go up. And just as the same, we don't know when the market's going to come down. And the data is slow. I can't reiterate that enough. Yeah, that's for um, sure. That's slow you know, data. That's, that data I just that, showed you is old. Well, that, that, that's old data. It's the newest data you, you can know, buy, but it's old. And, and not only that, Mark, but the, the truth is, is that the data that we are relying on at the moment to help us to understand market prices around our area is only just a week or two old. Yep. All right. So it's not like we have thousands of property prices that can substantiate. We start to piece together pieces of the jigsaw puzzle. Lower than normal buyers coming through open homes. That's a good indicator. Fact. But that can be sporadic as well. Yep. Right, where you can get half a dozen buyers coming through one property and 20 coming through another, that can also be quite sporadic in a turning market. Okay. But those sold prices, they don't lie. I also don't, lie. I also don't want to be that person tonight that has the finger on the chalkboard and goes, you know, this is a bad the market, the market's no. leveled out, it's leveled no, out. The market's it's still not strong. that at all. Yep. The market, the prices are a whopper. Everything that we're selling, the prices are a whopper. Um, Clients are happy with you know what they're taking. They're taking a, large, a good sum of money and they're moving yep. it on to the next asset. But it's it's just not it's just not that. The furiosity's that, gone. Yeah. The furiosity's gone. But in saying that, Mark, apartments are still actually performing really, really well here on the northern beaches. Yeah. We're still and units. Houses, there's, a, there's a difference between the two, which is unusual because yeah. we don't normally see this. No. But there is this big divide. So houses have levelled out, not bottomed out, levelled out. Um, apartments, on the other hand, it's still a little bit sporadic, a bit all over the shop. Can I say something that no one's really identifying in the marketplace? Houses have done a 200% growth wow. in out of 30, in 35 suburbs around us, 200%. That's double and double again. 500K, went to a million, went to That's two crazy. million. crazy. Wow. Fact. Units have not done that. Yeah. So units have only, only have done 130,000, 130% capital growth. What that means, they've doubled and gone up a little bit. So I think it's deserved. I think units are a little bit of the poor, a bit of the um, the uh, ugly duckling at the moment. Yeah. That are going to catch up. So I think houses will stay where they are. They've had the love. They've had the huge growth. COVID was kind to them, and I think units are going to start coming up to get yep. to get to that point as well. To I think the the gap between units and houses is the biggest we've ever seen in the marketplace. Yeah, it is huge. It opened up massively. Two hundred percent growth for houses and one hundred and thirty percent growth for units. So I think units are going to get that one hundred fifty sixty. You know, percent growth, and the houses are going to store the same, and they'll close that gap. Yeah, that gap's never been that big. But you know, I think the question is: Is the market dying? No. Is the market still good? Yes. Um, for my team personally, we had one of our biggest sales weeks last week, um, so the market is well and truly thriving. But is it where it was back in November? No, it's not. 
the days of us seeing 20 to 30 groups lining up outside open homes, they're just on hold for the moment. Um, but the groups that we're seeing that are coming through open homes are somewhere between sort of six to eight coming through open homes now. Um, they're very concise buyers. Should you sell they're now? They're very concise. Should you sell now or wait? What are you going to do with your next transaction? That's the question. Should you buy now or wait? The, okay, so property prices have definitely levelled out, which means that it's a bit more of an even playing field. And I think this is a much better market for buyers to be buying in. Um, buyers, it's cool. buyers do not like um, a heated market for obvious reasons, because when, you know, we as agents may say that we're guiding a mill and then a property sells for 1.5 because there were so many buyers competing for that one property. Um, obviously, you're going to end up with a realm of very, very unhappy people. This is a very even playing field now. Um, the guides, obviously, properties are selling for more around the guides than what they were. And so I think this is a wonderful time to be buying. I really do. Chris has got a question. Anyone, if you've got a question, throw it at us now. We'll answer it live. Before we go, how often do vendors accept subject to selling your own property? How often do vendors accept offers subject to selling your own property? I'm not sure if I know what that means. Uh, I'll answer this question then. Thank you. You do that. <laughs> so, uh, it, it, you know what? Great question, Chris. Last year, forget about it. Owners were like, like, no way, we are not going to do it. There's another 10 buyers knocking down the door. Oh, I see. So prior to selling that, that property. Sorry, our cow was reading So wrong. now with, you know, with less attendees at open houses, potentially less offers coming in, depending on the type of property it is, a vendor may be inclined to saying, you know what, I'll do it on a one, two, three um, week cooling off um, and uh, we've got time. We'll wait. Uh, and they may do this. They may take this journey with you. Yeah. Now, where that where I do have to outline this is very very different. Owners and agents set the can set themselves up for a four or five week campaign. You can have your property sold in one or two or four days. You don't need to run the Olympics um, to sell your property to run the auction to sell yeah. your property. So if you do buy a property and the guy says yes, I'll wait. Put it in the in the hands of your agent early, get it sold, and potentially you can have that done in days. We call that a double header. A double header can be done in days, not months, not weeks. But how many times, Mark, have have I had an offer, phenomenal offer that's come in pre-market? Yeah. So before the properties launched out to the major real estate portals, had a phenomenal offer. Yeah. And we identified it was a phenomenal offer. And the vendor said, I'm just gonna wait. And then we've gone full circle sometimes even gone through to auction um, or, you know, obviously we've run a private treaty campaign, we've had all the buyers, we've heard all the feedback and guess what? We never arrived at that price ever again. How many times has that happened? And it's hard. Sometimes the vendors just got to go on that journey, right? They happened, have to go on the journey. In marriage. I don't know if I want an analogy to that. Sometimes there's that beautiful girl that you meet, never proposed to and she moved on. <laughs> Sort of my the one you're the, that you're the, you're, the, you're the one that I grabbed. And <laughs> oh, you didn't let it, didn't let it Good move. answer. Yeah. <laughs> good so answer. Sometimes it just happens. And yeah. It, you know, but how do you know? How do you know? It's one you know, and I I completely accept as a vendor. And hindsight's a wonderful thing, but the buyer's gone. 
Uh, and then look, so you know, that's the other a, thing. It's a hard one. And, I, and I'm, sometimes I'm saying to my vendors, you know what, you don't want to die wondering. And at the end of the yeah. day, my job is to bring you the best offers and negotiate that for you. And we've been my that, job we've is been to not position. coerce you into taking an offer. And we've been in that position recently with um, selling yep. property and buying property. We were like, you know what, let's not be heroes. Uh, this uh, this enables us to move to our next move. Yep. Um, and it was more True about story. the whole vision and the whole picture rather than that single transaction that made us made it make our yeah, decision. That's right. So I that's think right. sometimes um, people sort of throttle it and strangle it, in, you know, too hard and they lose that best buyer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And longer days on market does not mean more money, mm. right? It's like bread sitting on a shelf. After a while, the property will look stale. Um, at the moment, average days on market here on the Northern Beaches was sitting at about 7 to 14 days, believe it or not. Now it's stretched out to about 30, uh, 30 to 40 days. That seems to be the average days on market for houses here on the Northern Beaches. So it's changed significantly. It's pretty much doubled. It's pretty much doubled. So very interesting market. Smooth. I love that. Yeah, right. He was going to cop it after that. All right. So, guys, that is a show. We hope you helped you tonight. It's it was yep. a um. I saw I must <laughs> I saw the topic tonight and I was like, ah, oh, okay, <laughs> great. Um, and Lisa's got a habit of doing this. Saying the last, in the last three to six months, she picks these topics, and I'm like, and Mark goes, no, really, it'll be all right. Like, Don't and worry. And Lisa's like, no, no, it's current. It's what people are concerned with, and people need to yep. know. And I'm like, wow. So. You know, I, I hope we've um, uh, we, we've, we've enlightened people um, out there that are reading the newspapers not to shit themselves, um, that are going to be buying, that are going to be selling. 100%. To look at the Each whole the picture of, of what you're achieving. Yeah. It's not a singular picture. It's not in isolation. It's in, it's in the whole picture of your life of what you need to do. Uh, finance is involved. Um, you know, tax is involved. Um uh, love, marriage, family, estates, death. There's so much involved that these the people are considering when they're buying and selling. So yep. look at that whole picture. And, and understand if that. you're a vendor, you are always in control. It's your name on the contract, not ours. So you're in control. We just bring you the offers. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, if you don't like those offers, that's your decision, all right? An agent will never or should never coerce you into taking an offer. Um, but let's do some quick key takeaways. Is the market dying? No. Has the market cooled from where it was November, December? Yes. Is it still strong? Yes. Are we still selling properties and getting buyers? Units, particularly with units. Particularly with units. Are we still selling properties and getting buyers for open homes? Yes. Are there any desperate sales going on out there? No. I haven't had are one they, of them. Are there good buyers? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so property that I had in um, a house that I've got on the market at the moment we had six parties come through an open home on Saturday, of which four contracts went out. So good quality buyers are coming through these open homes, very concise. The market's still nice and strong, but it's not where it was in November, December. That's, That's it. That's show. That's a wrap. Love ya. See ya. See you guys. Have a great week. You too. At least well done. See ya. Thank oh, you. <laughs>